So today, <clears throat> the message is entitled "Patience with the Word." Patience with the Word, and our passage came from Luke, chapter eight, verse four through fifteen. And the word "patience" is uh, kind of annoying, right? <laughs> Because no one really likes to be patient when it comes to things moving fast, right? Things needing to really change real quick, uh, especially in today's age where everything is so fast, right? We live in kind of the internet world of things, and so you know everything is instant. We can order food and have it delivered to us, and you know we want it to be there quick. We want there to, <laughs> without much effort on our part. Patience is just so hard, but when we uh, look into when it talks about kind of this patience with the word. We have to think about communication, right? How do we understand each other through communication, right? We we're able to talk, or able to I don't know, write emails, or able to communicate in so many different ways to better understand each other, better understand where each other is coming from. But how do we understand the intention of people? Um, we look at their actions. Right? How they respond, how they go about things, and there's some things that we can't tell through action. But for the most part, yes, we we look for how they respond. So when it comes to communicating with God, we have to understand that the Word of God is important because this is how we communicate with Him. Some people might ask, uh, you know, Pastor, how can I hear God? You know, especially. When, you know, I'm trying real hard, and I will say, "Hey, were you not in worship today? <laughs> Did you not hear the message today?" And we talked about this a little bit last week, but this is our time to communicate with Him and Him with us. Why? Because in the Bible it says that the Word is God. John one one. Let's read this together. Ready? Go. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It's not that the Bible is God, but the words that are written is God speaking to you, speaking to me. That's why some of our you know older saints would say, "Make sure you read your Bible," not because they want to get on your you know your case. Because this is where we start to see genuine transformation take place when we interact with God's word, and when we look at today's passage, we see Jesus speaking in parables, and there's a reason why Jesus spoke in parables, and that's what we'll see here today why he did so. But just to recap, every element of our parable today. Let's look at this uh, graphic. So the seeds represent God's word. The soil represents your hearts, our hearts, right? The birds here represents the devil. The rocks, temptation. Thorns, worries, riches, pleasures of this life. And the fruit that we see multiply is from obedience, good works, and faithfulness. These are the fruits that we see as the word of God is sowed into our hearts. 
But when we look at this, we have to understand Jesus gave this parable as the message. Imagine if my message today was, there was a farmer, guys. <laughs> there was a sower. And he spread seed on the road. And the birds ate it. And he spread some on the rock. And the roots weren't that, that deep. <laughs> so it dried up. And then there's some seed that fell amongst the thorns. And it got choked up. So it couldn't grow that well. And it couldn't bear big fruit, just tiny ones maybe. And then some fell on the good soil. And then it multiplied a hundredfold. Amen. <laughs> and then everybody in this crowd was like, amen. And then they moved on. No one asked anything. And this is really funny because in the Jewish culture, there is this culture of dialogue and asking questions. If you go to the synagogue, it's a place of conversation, of asking questions. But no one is asking anything to Jesus except the disciples. And so the parables really expose the intention of the heart. Where the disciples sought to know what Jesus was talking about. But then everybody else was kind of looking to Jesus as like, when is he going to do another miracle? Or when is he going to multiply food? Or when is he going to do something amazing? Because that's what a lot of them were there for. They did not care about what was actually in his heart. They were like, hey, healing's going on. I'm all about that. <laughs> Food is getting multiplied. I'm all about that. But the disciples, they sought to know and went straight to the source for the accurate word. And that's what we need to do as well is Seeking understanding, even when things are tough, right? As we go through the message today, as we go through the message every Sunday, me as a pastor, all I am is a guide. That's all I can do. What everyone needs to do, including myself, is to confirm this word. See how true it is. See how God answers me through the word I received today. Because that's how we start to see God's answers in our lives. Yes, today's word does not match with your problem. That's okay. Because that's not why we're here. We're here to know God more. So as we go through our problems, we can recognize him better. We can hear him better. Because we are knowing his heart through this time. We're knowing his heart when you get into the word of God yourself, reading the Bible. That's how we understand how he speaks to us. Once again, today's message may not match with your problem. That's not the point. There are times where it does. It hits it right on the head, right? Just, wow, pastor, you gave the message that I needed today. That's good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But more importantly than that is are you interacting? Are you communicating with God here today? If this is just another sit-through, another just Sunday worship that you're here to listen and, and leave and forget, you're missing the point. That's not why we worship. 
We worship to know our Savior. We worship so that we can recognize how He is speaking. Because He is speaking to you. This past week, He's been talking to you. It's just we don't recognize it because the Word of God is so far from us. And this is what this parable is showing us. Him, Jesus, sharing parables of the kingdom of God, parables of the Word of God in people's heart. It exposes what's the intent of the people that are around him. And so we see the hearts of people in verses 11 through 15, where, yes, there was a road, some seed fell on the road, and this is where we see the seed being eaten by birds, right? And Jesus explained this as the devil taking away the word unto salvation, where people just straight out reject the word of God right away. Uh, I had an opportunity two weeks uh, ago to uh, share the gospel on uh, GMU campus, uh, George Mason University. And it's summertime, so there's not a lot of students, but there was like um, a group of like high schoolers. And there's one one kid just off to himself somewhere. And I was like, hey, you know, um, you know, what's up? <laughs> Are you a student here? And what, like, what's going on? And I found out that there was like some summer program program going on. And then I asked him, hey, uh, if you have a moment, I'd love to share this uh, gospel with you, gospel message with you. And he was like, kind of, what's that? And I was like, um, you know, this is, you know, how God, how God made a way for us to him. And then he was like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> I was like, uh, I mean, just take a minute. And he was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, uh, okay. And I, I mean, of course, if somebody says no, we, we always respect their decision. But the way he rejected it so quickly, I was just surprised, not surprised. Um, but this is a lot of people's hearts today. They just reject without even hearing or listening or, you know, even giving it a chance, you know. Um, and that's not the point, right, of just giving it a chance. But... Being able to hear God's word is so important um, because that's the beginning of the works of God. And so that's what Satan does. He takes away the word and takes, away, takes it away to the point where you don't even hear the word. And then there's these three where people actually receive the word, but the way it's taken, kind of, the results are different. Where some seed fell on the rocky road. And this represents those who initially received the word with joy. They're like, yeah, amen. But when temptation comes, tribulations, hardships, times of testing, they kind of fall away. And then there's those whose heart are like this thorny ground where they hear the word, but when it comes to life, the cares and riches and pleasures of life, their fruit doesn't mature. Meaning that they, they just kind of stay very like weak, right? And then finally we see the good soil. They hear the word, hold, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. And um, the thing is, a lot of times we, we kind of are kind of all three here, right? Rocky, thorny, good soil when it comes to receiving of the word. Some days we're rocky, right? <laughs> we're like, amen, yes, this is what I needed to hear today. And then 
Monday comes. <laughs> you have to clock in. And then the word of God is completely just gone. Um, sometimes we're, we're in a very thorny situation where, oh, yeah, oh, man, I really want that. Or I really, and we let those cares and riches and pleasures of life supersede God's word. And so our fruit that we're supposed to produce does not mature. And we just kind of remain stagnant, right? And it's not a great place to be. Like your faith is just kind of blah. <laughs> and when it's just blah, it, it, there's no joy in worship. There's no joy in your calling. It's just going through the motions. And so what are we to do, right? We need to be able to start clearing up kind of the grounds of our hearts, right? So that the word can actually do its work. Because when we actually hold on to God's word, meaning not just keeping it and remembering to today, but if it's just one thing today that you remember, carry that one thing and remember, remind yourself of that one thing each day this week. It, doesn't, it sounds like a lot. <laughs> sounds like, oh man, pastor, you're making me do too much. It really takes like a few seconds, right? Just to be reminded and pray through it. It's not a lot. But isn't it amazing how, how difficult it sounds by me asking you to do so? <laughs> and that's kind of the spiritual battle that we're in. Satan doesn't want us to be good soil to the word of God. He wants us to be as complicated, as chaotic, as you know, stressful as possible so that the word is very far from us. But as we draw near to him, remember last week, he'll draw near to us. Yes, we're not perfect. We are sinners. We are double-minded so many times. But as we approach him, he will draw near to us so that we can be that good soil. So being a good soil bears good fruit. So those who hear the word, what does this mean? It means for us to be able to concentrate. And that's one of the hardest things to do today. We have so, much, so many cases of ADHD, ADD, all that stuff. Uh, some, you know, self-proclaimed and some <laughs> through, through doctors and whatnot. But we need those moments of concentration to remind ourselves of the word. If you hold on to one thing from today's message, then there's one answer that you can receive, right? You do that every week throughout this year. That's like 52 answers right there, right? You have to understand, like God's answers doesn't come through some, some prophetic word. And what's funny is those who proclaim that they can prophesy, there's always a percentage. Oh, I'm 90% I'm accurate. I'm 95% accurate. I'm 80% accurate. Why is that a thing? If there is a chance for it not to be real, not to be real, not to be true, why bother? The the most accurate prophecy, the most accurate prophetic word is God's word. 
it's the Bible. That's 100%. I don't, I don't want to deal with 80%, 90%. Because that's not 100%. You don't want to risk your life on something less than 100%. And so we need God's word. Hold fast in an honest and good heart. What does that mean, right? To hold fast to God's word in an honest and good heart. It really means for us to personalize, right? Just take it right away as yours. Personalizing it and being honest with God's word. There's times in my life too where God's word and my life, it does not match. And I'm like, God, this is hard. <laughs> or God, this is... Yeah, I don't agree with you today, you know? And it's okay for you to have moments where you don't agree with God's word, but God's word is true. And so you ask for strength. You ask for wisdom. You ask for guidance. You ask, and this communication takes place with God and his word. And we start wrestling, right, with God's truth. And as we wrestle, we start to see answers and we start to build relationship with him and bearing fruit with patience leads to perseverance right and that's what bearing fruit with patience means another word for that is perseverance persevering not with your own strength like we talked about last week but persevering with God's grace. So all this fruit, all this blessing, what is it for? Is it just for you and your family to just do well? I mean, yeah. But we also must keep in mind God's heart for the nations. We need to have this picture of the Great Commission as you go to work, as you go to school, as you, you know, go on your day-to-day -day errands, whatever it may be, we need to have this picture of all nations as we hold on to God's word and pray. Once again, sounds like a lot, but it really takes about a minute. So our conclusion here today is this. We need to make time to pray with God's word. So what does that mean? Um, it means we need to make time. Make time in the morning. Make time at night. Uh, let's read through these two verses together. Ready, go. Oh Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. In verse 42, I mean chapter 42, here we go. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to, God, to the God of my life. Amen. And the psalmist here just really proclaims what, what he does in the morning and in, in the evening, at, at night. And this is so important that we start the day with some kind of concentration. Yes, you're, you're, you have a lot of brain fog in the morning, but even with the brain fog, if, it, if you have notes down somewhere, just reading through your notes is a prayer too being able to concentrate on something in the morning in prayer is so important. And as you kind of decompress at night, 
right? Just praying through the day and remembering God's word once more. Just being able to do something very simple like that allows God's word to bear fruit on your heart, in your heart, right? And you start to see God move in your life. It's just, we, we always kind of keep God's word here. Like all the seats that we collected, we're like, all right, I'm going to leave it right here on my seat that I usually sit on. <laughs> I'll see you next week, seeds, you know? <laughs> it's like, no, we have to take this and let it, let it grow in our hearts. Take it with you. If you don't take it with you, the seed never grows. You are that, you are that patch of land for the word of God to grow something. But if we keep leaving it here Sundays every week, then it's just kind of kind of ridiculous like that, having a bunch of seeds and just leaving it alone. And that's where we need to um, you know, be witness, witnesses of seeing this work take place in our lives. And one passage that is so pertinent to all this is the famous psalm, Psalm 23, remembering that the Lord is my shepherd. And because he is my shepherd, there is no problem that remains a problem. And I think that's something that we need to uh, remember and be reminded of day to day as we hold on to God's word. And so I want to end today's uh, message with reading Psalm 23. It might be kind of hard. If you can read it along with me, let's read it aloud together. Psalm 23, uh, starting from verse 1. Here we go. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Because the Lord is our shepherd, he protects us with his rod and his staff. So um, rod is to fight off the, the prey, right? Oh, I'm sorry, fight off the predators. <laughs> um, and the staff is to reel in the, the sheep that go astray. Right. If you look at a shepherd's uh, staff, you start you see a little hook at the end of it, and that's kind of to yoink <laughs> the sheep back to the herd. Um, and when we allow God's word to be just remaining in our hearts, we start to see these works take place. Where God, yes, He is leading us. He has a plan for you. He is the shepherd of our soul. He knows how you, He made you. For he is your maker. 